I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And that's Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab and comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. It is a gorgeous Saturday morning here in uh, Connecticut. Uh, so I don't blame you if you're outside doing something other than look, thinking about your computer, but we're here to help you out. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're listening on the podcast, you guys all over the country, feel free to get online. Again, the station will pay for it, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Also, one thing I wanted to bring up, I am a WTIC or a news talk junkie. Right? I started listening to the station when I was in, in college because my dad always listened to the station. And uh, AM radio, right? I love AM radio. And nowadays, though, you may not even realize this, and even I didn't realize this, which is kind of a bummer that the station doesn't do more to promote it. But this whole WTIC news talk station, AM, is simulcast on the FM band, FM HD, 96.5 HD2 is a great way to listen to WTIC. Because, again, AM has its limitations, right? FM has a lot more depth to it as far as it goes. And uh, HD radio is amazing. That's nothing like listening to high definition, right? So if you didn't know this, you can also pick up the same exact station on 96.5 HD2 if you have an HD radio. Most cars built, I don't know, five or six years ago have them in, in there by default. So if you want to get a better signal... Every now and again, check out the FM side of uh, ninety six uh, of WTIC on ninety six five HD two. I had to bring it up uh, because I I flipped over to that just started listening to the station and and you, Ray Dunaway sounds completely different on HD. I mean, I've always thought Ray Dunaway sounds like Megatron from uh, Transformers. I mean, I think he did. I, I would I would not Megatron. He sounds like uh, oh the other guy the, the uh, ah who's the who's the big the big truck. Not Megatron, is it Megatron? No. Matt, you know who the, guy, who the truck was? Why oh, can't I think of his name? Optimus Prime, there it is. Popped into my head. I think Ray Dunaway sounds just like Optimus Prime. You want to listen to to, to prove me right? Go ahead and listen to 96.5 HD2. Listen to Ray in, in high definition, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, Optimus Prime's in the morning. <laughs> it's awesome. He's got that big voice. So I want to bring that up. Other, other uh, technology news. So... Uh, Bob, you have a, a story about Tesla, I think, that you wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah. I got this one. It's really uh, – it has a nice picture. It, it didn't print, but mm-hmm. Tesla worker filmed, allegedly – Allegedly filmed. Sleeping with autopilot active. Yep. Okay. So uh, YouTube user Mike K. 
Cagulada, mm -hmm. it's easy for me to say, uh, posted a video Thursday that allegedly shows a Tesla employee asleep at the wheel of a Tesla mobile service vehicle mm -hmm. while the vehicle drove down the road, presumably on autopilot, right. near Tesla's operations in Fremont, California. The video sure makes it look like he's asleep, but there's no firm proof that this is the case. He could well be suffering from a medical issue instead of just taking a snooze. Jeez. Yeah, he could be suffering, you know. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it, the video's been posted on YouTube, obviously. Yeah, it's not a very long video, and it's unclear just how this was happening. Uh, um we take safety very seriously and are investigating this incident, said a Tesla spokesperson via text message. Mm -hmm. Tesla has received plenty of flack in recent months uh, for how easy it is to bypass some of the safeguards in its autopilot system. You just ignore them, frankly. Yeah, autopilot buddy anyone? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and you think the company would make extra sure that its system was being used as safely as possible, but this employee may not have received the memo. Yeah. Autopilot is capable of holding the vehicle in its lane and keeping up with traffic on highways. The system still requires full attention of the person behind the wheel because it could pass control back to the driver at a moment's notice. Right. <laughs> in other words, oh, oh, it's I'm your turn. take it over. <laughs> take, I, I hear you. <laughs> well, the thing about this autopilot thing is that, and I talked about it before, A, they should have called it autopilot. It's basically cruise control assist. They, they, Elon, in his infinite wisdom, thought he was going to, you know, is, is saying this car can do more than it can. All it can do is keep you in its lane and keep you, because it sees the car in front of you, it can keep you at the right distance of the car in front of you. My Honda minivan can do it. They don't call it autopilot because it's not. Uh, it, there's a lot of cars that are 2018 vintage that nowadays can do exactly what quote unquote Tesla autopilot can do. And when I drove my Honda minivan, I didn't even care that it had this feature, but one of the, you know, six months into the having the car, I'm like, I wonder what this, what this button does. And it's pretty cool, right? It's, it's like pucker factor five when you're driving down the highway and it actually, you know, takes a curve for you, keeps you in the lane. It looks at the, the lines and it also can keep distance of, of traffic ahead of you. You set your speed. And as long as there's a car at a certain distance, it'll keep your car at that distance. And does then, it brake for you? Mine does not. Um, it'll warn me and say brake, 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 brake. Uh, but every like five seconds, it says, "Put your hands on the wheel, dingaling." Put your hands on the wheel, dingaling. Just <laughs> believe it or not, just so you know, just like Teslas do. But again, all the Tesla owners say, "Oh, I've got autopilot." No, you don't. All you can do is sit in the lane. And again, there's some problems with this technology, right? I was driving – we go to the Outer Banks every year to North Carolina, and I tried this thing out going to uh, the Outer Banks. And my car uh, – it does brake for you. Yes, Bob. If you have it on, it does slow you down. I'm sorry. I, miss, I misspoke. It does brake for you because if it sees something closer to you than you've expected, it will slow you right down. So we're driving along the, the, uh, the highway, and my car mistook the fact that there was a left exit, right? And it sees the car in front of me now pull off to the left, but it got close enough because – when you're pulling off to the left exit, that left that right bumper of the car in front of you now is much closer than it would have been as you start to pass it. Well, my vehicle said, ho, 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 and it slowed me down to the point where my, my brother almost slammed in the back of me. <laughs> right? I got nobody in front of me. The car thought I did, and it, woof, I go from 65 to like 45, and my car, my brother's like, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, oh, a stupid car. Because <laughs> no, it doesn't well, seem like it's a smart car. <laughs> no, it's damn right stupid. Uh, so th this technology is still quite dumb. And I warn you guys, don't 
don't think of it as autopilot. It is not autopilot. And what Tesla did here was cause a bit of a problem. We have another story. that The NTSB just released a story uh, about a March crash. Uh, there was an Apple engineer who, of course, had his uh, Tesla and autopilot. And the story from the Register, one of my favorite tech blog, uh, tech uh, uh, news sites, here's their headline. headline. Funnily enough, when a, Tesla ex- uh, when a Tesla accelerates at a barrier, someone dies. Uh, basically, the Tesla itself was engaged, and it actually accelerated toward the barrier in the final seconds of its deadly crash. Uh, Apple engineer Walter Huang was driving his Model X P100D on a Silicon Valley freeway on the morning of March 23rd, when the car, under computer control, yeah, moved into the triangular space between the main 101 South Freeway and an exit ramp on the left, on the far left side, heading to Highway 85. The autopilot was on, and he had been on. It had been on for 19 minutes. Prior to what ended up being a fatal crash, as Huang's car drove into the barrier intersection at over 70 miles per hour. Immediately prior to the crash, the Tesla was traveling just below the speed limit of 65 and was following a car ahead of it as Huang traveled onto the second-to-left lane of the uh, 101 freeway. The car then started steering toward the Highway 85 exit, following the lead car, um, of the, following the, the lead of the car ahead of it. Four seconds before impact, however, the autopilot uh, was no longer following the lead vehicle and was in the triangular gore area that separated the two lanes, one going to 85 and one continuing on the 101. Three seconds before impact, and while still in autopilot, the car accelerated from 62 to 70 miles per hour. So this can happen. I've seen it on my little Honda minivan. When you set the distance, you set your speed, and you say, you know what? I want to go 70. And if the car in front of you is doing 68, your your vehicle, if it's set to this autopilot, will try to will stay behind it at the right speed, at 68 speed. Um, and that's, that's the way it, it, it uh, saves you from running into... The car in front of you. The moment that car leaves, your car then will accelerate to the speed you set. And um, in this case, because that car pulled off, I think what happened was the Tesla just boom sped up to the speed he had set, and he smashed right into the the barrier and and, and died. And you see that what happened here with it also affected an Audi and a Mazda. I'll put the link here for you, but they got to stop calling it autopilot. It's the same. We uh, I think Honda calls it like. Uh, cruise control assist or something like that it is cool technology but you can't trust it yet guys and i think elon needs to remarket it rebrand it and call it something else uh anything else you want to bring up bob yeah i got uh we got uh well i don't know i got so much <laughs> we can talk about potcoin vpn filter well the potcoin is interesting let's bring up potcoin this okay. is a cryptocurrency yeah, it's been around for a while. Eric was Eric and I were talking about it off air just before the show. Another fake dollar, a fake uh Yeah, it's a cryptocurrency and he thought it was new and it's actually been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's used primarily by marijuana dealers. Oh, there you go. Makes Whether sense. Whether it's illegal or illegal, but you right. know uh cryptocurrencies are technically not traceable, so anyway, uh getting back to this uh Potcoin is flying Dennis Rodman to the US North Korea summit. Summit. Nice. You read that right. Oh, we get, we've got the worm going to the summit to help out Mr. <laughs> Trump and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kim, I should say. The headline pretty much says it all. <laughs> but let me spell it out again here. Potcoin, a cryptocurrency a la Bitcoin that markets itself exclusively to the marijuana industry. Unbelievable. Has apparently agreed to send former NBA star Dennis Rodman to Singapore <laughs> to help his friends Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un 
broker peace deal. Oh, lovely. Rodman just what could go wrong. Rodman just confirmed <laughs> the trip on his uh, uh, Twitter feed. Uh huh. Team at Prince underscore Marketing. I will be flying to Singapore for the historical summit. I'll give whatever support is needed to my friends at Real Donald Trump and Marshall Kim Jong Un. Oh, great! So uh, yeah, and then there's a link there. That's enough to even talk. That's enough to even go further than that. I mean, pot coin is how, uh. so. Ay, ay, ay. There's more in here. There's State Department spokesman that said that uh, we have no comment on Donald Rod- Rodman's private travel. He is not a representative of the U.S. government. Yeah, but he'll be part of it. I'm sure he'll be. <laughs> he'll the, BB- be there. the BBC reports that Rodman and Kim Jong Un might actually be friends, pointing out that. North Korean state TV channels have closely covered the former basketball star's <laughs> previous visits to the country. Lovely. In one case, giving him a full 30 minutes of airtime. Lovely. And yes, Rodman knows Trump. All right. Okay? Because he fired him in 2014 <laughs> from ah. The Apprentice. Well, there we go. There's our final straw there that'll make sure this whole thing goes down. Thanks to Potcoin and their fake currency. We'll be right back. There are mysteries to the universe we were never meant to solve. But who we are and why we are here are not among them. Those answers. See, I told you. See, doesn't it doesn't you know Optimus sound just like Ray? And this message is to my creator. There it is. Come on. And if you're listening on 96.5 HD2, man, boom. Right through your stereo speaker. So, yeah, we're simulcast. I, if you didn't know this, on 96.5 HD2, I really didn't know this, and the station doesn't do much to talk about it. Uh, it does say that it's on HD. You can get WTIC AM on its own, I think, its own HD station as well. Um, but if you want to try the FM band, it's kind of interesting. and It, it sounds uh, different. Let's go back to your – let's go to your call. So feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go to Don and Canton first. Morning, Don. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. I, uh, for the last several days, I guess within the last week, mm-hmm. uh, almost every day now, or uh, certainly every other day, uh, when I go on the internet, you know, I've got, I'm using uh, Windows 10, mm-hmm. and I've got Edge for my browser. All right. And as soon as I, as soon as I click the, you know, the, the bluey for uh, internet, yeah. you know, I get a, uh, a message that comes right on. It's like a website. It's almost like a website because it shows up on the top bar too, mm-hmm. and it says the screen is just full of full of like windows. Uh, and it says this is a Microsoft spyware alert, um, and uh, you got to call these these numbers. You got to call those numbers right away, or we'll you know we'll we'll uh, you know go into your financial records and yeah. you know your Facebook accounts and blah blah blah. It's a whole scam. bunch of threats, and then it says. If, if if you finally if you don't if you don't do what we say, we'll we'll shut down your computer. Mm-hmm. And I can't. It, it, what I've been doing is just turning it off, turning the system off yep. every time. But that's too. It, that's as too. Soon, it, as soon as I go back on again, yeah, it comes right up. Right, that's a scam. So your browser's been hijacked. It's one of the reasons we don't recommend you use Microsoft Edge browser, period. Microsoft's browsers just don't do a good job at protecting folks, as far as we're concerned. It's been a problem ever since okay. ever since Blumenthal took on uh, IE uh, back in 1998 because of the monopoly. <laughs> that browser's been a mess. Um, right, right. So we, at number one, we wouldn't recommend you use the Edge browser. We'd recommend you use any browser besides Microsoft browser, whether it be Chrome or maybe uh, Firefox. But yours has been hijacked, and uh, that is a scam. 
And basically, the people you would call would then rip you off, take three hundred bucks of your of your money from a credit card, and then they would they would falsely tell you you're full of viruses. Spend a few hours because they're in the third world and nothing else to do on your uh, on your computer, and then they would uh, load more malware on your system so that you call them in the future. So, so so they've hijacked hijacked Edge the browser. Correct. It's a browser hijack, and. Um, you, you can download malware bytes uh, to do a scan to try to remove it. Uh, you can clear the cache on your Edge browser. That will probably take care of it. But now you can easily re- reinfect or re- uh, re- have this reoccur on you if you continue to use the Edge browser without any kind of protections. And the protections we talk about all the time are free. It's called OpenDNS. And if you, if you browse the Internet using that free tool... I will almost guarantee you <laughs> that you'll have a whole heck of a lot of a safer experience and not have these types of things occur because it's going to block you from going to an, a site that could cause this problem. Um, open, open DNS. Open DNS. So what we're doing is telling you to go and use a safer information superhighway rather than oh. the one your internet provider gives you, which is wide, wide, the wild, wild west, wide open. This one will actually allow you to go to safer pla- uh, safe places and keep you off the bad places. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a simple, and it's free. And, and I'll tell you also, your internet will go faster because you're on a, a okay. better, a better, a better well, uh, highway. Well, I do. Just, just Google open DNS. How, how, how long have you listened to the show, Don? Oh, years. Why would I, you never Google nothing? Don't Google anything. We've got it down for you. We go to computertalkwithtab.com, the name okay. of the show, and go to our live links page. And we will put a link to OpenDNS. You can also go back to the archive links, and you'll see it mentioned many, many, many times. And um, that will so give you the right link. Dot com. Yep. Googling is part of the problem. You Google, you can find yourself in some dark area of the Internet, and boom, you're hit with this okay. malware, and you're given some... Some fake Microsoft tech guy, three hundred bucks. <laughs> so so I could go. I could. I've got. I've got. Um, I've got Firefox. Yeah, go use and, Firefox. Uh, I've got Mozilla. And yeah. I've got. Uh, I've got the old Internet Explorer. Don't use that one either. Okay. <laughs> I've got, I've got, Chrome okay. or Firefox? I've got Firefox. So I can go Firefox and then just. Uh, yeah. Computer talk with tab. Yeah, and then follow the instructions on using Open DNS, and we'll be here till eleven if you have any questions. Um, we're also going to put a link as to how to uh, clear your edge so that you can clear that uh, cache in case somebody inadvertently uses your computer, okay? Oh, you're going to put the, the clearing the cache out there? Yeah, of course. Come on, Don. We're a full-service public oh, service. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, Don. I know. So, so, okay, open DNS is going to work. Yeah, i, I got to go to a hard break, so hang on if you want to right. talk further. But, uh, yeah, you can go out and check, take uh, a look I'll, at it. I'll, look, I'll, go, I'll go to the website. Sounds okay, good. All right, Don. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And remember, we're listening on, you can listen to us on WTIC News Talk 1080 AM. I think they also have an HD uh, version of that. Also, you can find us on the simulcast on 96.5 HD2, which is kind of cool to listen to your AM station on FM in high definition. Also, we're on the podcast. You can listen to us streaming, radio.com. I mean, you can get... To this to this uh, station in so many great ways, um, no excuses. So feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. One eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We're going to head off to Lubbock, Texas, 
and see what Kevin's got cooking. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hey, Eric, how's it going this morning? Good. Thanks for listening down there. What do you? What do you? Where do you get us over the stream? I assume. Yeah, I get well when I get up early enough. I catch you on the stream or listen <laughs> to the podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling. What can I do for you, sir? Yeah, biggest biggest fan of uh, of you guys down here in Texas. <laughs> That's awesome. So I've got uh, I work for a, a large transportation company, and I'm kind of the IT guy for our department. Okay. I've got some developers that have uh, some Java code that runs on a Windows 2016 server. Sure. And the problem I've got, I've uh, built them this virtual machine. Yep. And I've got uh, a net use batch that runs to attach to different network locations for that script to run. Yep. But the problem is, every once in a while, those those uh, mapped drives become disconnected right. say, for whatever reason. Talking to the developers, they, they kind of think, well, there's not a user logged in, and it's specific to that user profile. So I'm wondering if there's a better way to do that mm. uh, rather than that net use. Hmm. I'm trying to think. What do you think, Bob? It's per, it's per user. So it, it, some users are fine. Others are, are not. So well, these are two map. Uh, so ma- the batch runs as that user, the same user that's running the JavaScript. Yeah. But the, you know, I've got uh, at startup. We run this. We run our batch file to to map the drives to the different network locations. Right. And it would be very rare that those network locations wouldn't be running when this virtual machine starts up. What about mapping the drives when they log in um, as part of a group, as part of their uh, policy, a group policy? Yeah, that and that's kind of where what I've read and kind of where I need to start looking. I haven't messed with the group policy much. It's just you know that batch runs as that user and right. you could out. you could create a login script for each one of your users and uh, have it applied when they log in through Active Directory. Okay, so there, there, I think there's only two or three users on there, but then just apply it in Active Directory for. Yeah, if you users. you could create a batch file and name it whatever the username is dot batch, and then put it in the net logon uh, share, and then reference that in their uh, profile on their uh, in their Active Directory account, and as soon as they log in, it'll map it for you. Yeah. Okay. That would work. Yeah, because I've got a couple Windows Seven, Windows Ten machines all on this, and and that method always works for those, but. Uh, of course, they have users logged in and, and using the computer, so the uh, the server's been the been the trouble for me. Yeah, and, and so give those give those ideas a try. And if you want, you can always e- email uh, me during the week and us during the week at get help, and uh, we can see if we can further assist you on this mapping issue. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good because the uh, that it's running pretty well most of the time. And, and in my mind, I think well, if it if it's that big of an issue and it's it it has to be done that way. I don't know why they couldn't, in their Java code, just map it out with the UNC path rather than the drive letter. It upon a drive letter. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, another thing you could do is you could put a shortcut to the batch file on the desktop so that when the mappings become uh, disconnected, they just run it. You just run it. You could choose run as administrator and you know remap those those uh, drives. Right, because your issue is the users are like, oh, Kevin, it doesn't work again, and you have to take care of that, but. If you automate it yeah. for them, they can just run that batch for you, like Bob's saying. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, make it yeah, simple. Yeah, to kind of back that up, I'll probably do some type of uh, uh, check. So if, if those drives aren't there, I can I can have it pass a message on into the network and right. email me or something. Because what ends up happening, the next day we've got all these reports that are kind of dependent upon these files uploading and yeah. and uh, doing all their copies. So we don't know until somebody says, hey, we didn't get a report today. The other thing too, Kevin, again, not knowing enough about what you're trying to do here is also – Think. Step outside the box. Assume you've looked at this problem. You've already lived it, right? But just say, right. okay, if I had this issue, is there a whole different way I can approach this? Like you said about the fact that they've hard coded the drive letters. You know, why why couldn't they use the UNC path, which is less dependent? Right. Um, think of think of things differently because what happens even in our practice when we help our business clients, you've got clients that have been doing something for a decade this particular way because it was written by some well-meaning uh, employee that's no longer there. And that's how it was done. He, he did it this old-fashioned way. So look at the problem and just say, you know what? If I got this problem from scratch, brand new, what would I do to make it better? Um, don't right. keep trying to make the, the thing that's not working work. Just try to look at the problem in a completely fresh and say, all right, I've never seen this problem before. How would I approach it if it was a brand new approach? And maybe you could even approach this whole thing completely differently by just stopping to try to stop trying to make the thing that's old work and, and start it fresh. And uh, even ask the people uh, that you're trying to give the deliverable to if there's a different way to get that deliverable um, without this mapped drive problem. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, look at it from For a sure. different, like a 30,000-foot view rather than you're in the weeds and you're looking at it every day. Uh, you can find yourself trying to fix something that is kind of silly to fix if you just did it a different way. Yeah, for sure. And that, that we've kind of over uh, – we've had about 20-year-old equipment and yeah. we've just now – done all these upgrades and I, I tried to do away with the windows servers altogether and just use linux because we're just <laughs> doing some basic uh file copies and it's yep. pretty simple stuff we don't need full windows servers but uh mm -hmm. I, I got them down to one so i, I feel like i i uh, i won most of the battle that's good that sounds great if you don't need the windows servers and you don't need the security the key is the security because linux doesn't right. give you as much security as a domain can right so, well, we'll give you a few, we gave you a few things to try, and again, feel free to email us at get help at TabMake if you still need other suggestions, especially during the week. I can bounce it off some of our other engineers at Tab. Great. Sounds good. I appreciate the help, guys. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening in uh, Lubbock, Texas. You bet. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. So sometimes we find in our practice, it's like you're pulling your hair out. You know, the customer is like, I need you to do it this way, and this is how we've done it forever. And... uh if you step back for a second and say, why the heck are we doing it that way? Can't we do it this? Can we just do it a whole different See, way? See, if the user is trying to connect the, the mappings before the uh, network is up, assuming that they're using wireless, you mm. know, which takes a little longer to connect. Yeah, it can know, fail. Then that fails. But then if you had a shortcut to the link on the desktop, you know, to that batch file, then you can run that shortcut. And reestablish the reestablish the uh, mappings, and then it should run. Yeah, it is kind of a weird thing at the year 2018. Map drives are still flaky. 
Well, they always are going to be, as long as the network is flaky. You know, uh, everybody wants wireless because it's more convenient, but, you know, wired always works. Wired always works. Until the switch fails. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Antoinette and John, hang on. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Again, if you're listening on the stream or the podcast and you're uh, out of of state here, the station will pay for it, 800-966-WTIC. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We have one line open, so uh, uh, feel free to do that. I want to also bring up a quick news story because I'm sure many of you were affected by this. Wednesday, Comcast had a huge outage of all their uh, voice lines all over the country. Many of our clients here in Connecticut were affected with their their plain old telephone lines not working. Uh, these are emulated POTS lines by the folks at Comcast. And uh, most of Wednesday they were down, big chunks of Thursday they were down. And this story talks about that uh, if you uh, – this actually hit the the British, uh, the register, my favorite tech uh, tech site. Uh, so this was over uh, over the pond, across the pond. Talking about this story, and uh, Comcast said if you still had issues with your phone lines, that you should last resort is reboot your modem um, and turn it back on again. So my point being that some of the people were that some of these businesses were affected, and that they were literally you know life and death, right? Because you can't make phone calls, um, and uh, you know what are you going to do if you can't make a phone call, an emergency phone call? Some of the people were complaining about to that extent, and I thought immediately of Blumenthal. This is right up his alley. Uh, you know, why don't you start looking at poll neutrality, Senator? Where you know, right now Comcast has got its, you know, monopoly, and then you've got AT and T or Frontier, whichever you want to call them, and that's it. And uh, if we had more choices on on our polls, you know, free the poll, man. Poll neutrality, equal and, and unfettered access. You would have other methods of communication, other fiber services that could easily step in and give you alternatives. Of course, it'll also reduce our cost. Uh, oh, we can't do that. <laughs> um, but that was a huge outage. If you had emulated copper lines through Comcast Wednesday and Thursday, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your phones did not work. And if you didn't have any failover to uh, voice over IP, where your uh, phone system was smart enough, like the one we sell, to go ahead and dial out over uh, internet-based service, uh, you were out of luck. Uh, or you were forwarding your calls to your cell phones. Uh, we'll put a link up here for you. But, you know... If we had poll neutrality, free and equal access to our polls, and uh, multiple vendors on those polls, we would be able to offer better competitors. Because then you could just punt the ones that aren't servicing you well and move on to the next one. Right now, you really can't punt much. Let's go on to uh, East Long Meadow and John. John, what's up? Uh, Good morning, gent. Morning. Uh, The other day, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I started getting a message that said, uh, load this space on... uh, Local disk F, as in Frank. Yep. And normally I don't have a local disk F, as in Frank, unless I've got something plugged in. And I don't have any, you know, a USB uh, stick or anything plugged in. Yeah. So I, I did a, a, you know, I looked at File Explorer, and sure enough, there's a uh, there's a disk on the, uh, apparently another partition on the on the hard drive. Right. It's, uh, it's only 455 megabytes big, and it says there's 32.2 megabytes free. Right. I looked at the, you know, I, I tried to open it to see what was on it, and uh, it says that the disk is empty. <laughs> They're probably hidden files. It could be a recovery disk. Yeah, okay, I assume that they are. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I don't know where it came from. I I, I don't know what I did. I I did that. Uh, was it that same the day before, or maybe that same day? I got a, a message saying that Microsoft wanted to install uh, the April uh-huh. 2018 update. update. Yeah. In June. So I said, sure, go ahead. And it, it happened after that, but I don't know if it's related. I don't know if it's accidental or something I did. But I'm guessing there's nothing happening with that thing, and I just like to get rid of it. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that uh, because it could be a recovery portion. That, yeah, and also they put a uh, they'll put another partition on there. That's got, that's your part of your boot drive. Yeah. So you probably need it. It may may or may not have needed to be mapped. That depends on what the manufacturer did. It could be recovery. Right. Is this a laptop or like an all-in-one? Or? Uh, no, it's a, it's a desktop. It's uh, I mean, It's megs. been running for however long Windows 10 has been around. So Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it's so large. Are you sure it's 400 megs and not like 40 megs? Not the, the 455 megabytes, not, not gigabytes or anything. Yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's part oh, of the system. Oh, megabytes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's part of your system. Yeah. You don't want to delete it. No, it's tiny. Theoretically, it shouldn't need to be mapped, but how it got mapped, who knows, but... Yeah, I would not worry about it, John. It's most likely when they did the update, they applied some more hidden files to that area um, for recovery or what have you. It's 32 megs still being free is going to be fine. I would, how can I? How can I get rid? I keep getting that message saying that it's it's. Uh, what does it say? It says uh, you are running out of disk space on local disk F. Click here to see if you can free up space. And that I guess that has a Windows cleanup and all. Yeah, it, it, I, I keep getting the message. How do I? Uh, can you clean it up? If you run the cleanup, does it offer anything on F to clean up for you? No, it, it says <laughs> you can you can, you can clear up zero bytes by running this. So there's not you know, there's nothing that'll make it go away. If I can just stop the message, that'd be uh, a benefit. I hear you. Uh, we can find out how you can suppress that. Maybe. Yeah, when you get the message, you should be able to click on something, and I would. Uh, Bet you a nickel, not not anything more than that. That there's a, an option to turn that off. Yeah, we have to get to think about it as to how to remove that. Ah, here we come. Here, da, 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 da. Yeah, there's a way to do it. There's a there's a April 2018 article here from Microsoft talking about how to remove the low disk space warning. So we can put a link. I, I just right clicked on the message and it says turn off notification for Windows Explorer. Well. I'm using Mozilla, so I don't know. no, 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 no. Um, so believe it or not, that's the the uh, Microsoft Explorer built into exploring your hard drives. Oh, okay. That is one of those misnomers of Microsoft. They felt they could call them the same thing and confuse everybody. So your ex- Internet Explorer is different than when you right click and, and explore your computer. <laughs> <laughs> so you okay. do want to do that. That's probably the solution. Is you just right click. Um, but we'll put a full link here for you. You can also. Do a registry uh, hack, which I don't think I want you to do. Um, but see if you can turn off the, the message right there. Um, that might solve it for you. But we'll put the actual uh, registry edit <laughs> that Microsoft tells me. Oh, wait, wait, I, I right-clicked on the thing, and, and it said they come up to Windows Explorer. There's a, there's a notification switch, and it says yeah. it's on. You can turn that off. It's not going to do something. I mean, it's not going to shut any other notifications off. Just it should that? just shut off that notification. I hope it's not going to shut off all notifications. Does it talk about the the disk notifications specifically, or just say notifications? No, I, it, it's just uh, I just clicked on that. Uh, no new notifications. I, I'll, I'll uh, I, try I just that. Clicked on the message and right clicked on it, and it said there's a one was. Well, there were two items there. One saying I shouldn't touch it, and the other one, <laughs> I, I just clicked on it, and it opened up this notific this. 
Windows Explorer page, and it says notifications, which I... You may have to drill down within that notifications page and look for drive notifications or disk notifications and see if you can turn off that one specific notification. It also could, though, affect your notifications on other drive letters. So the F drive being so tiny um, is going to come up with this warning because 32 megs is a pretty small amount left on a 400 meg little tiny partition. Um, but it could be down to uh, drive letter specific. I just haven't played with it enough to know off the top of my head. Um, and, of course, Microsoft's not doing a really good job of showing you where to do it, which is typical. I've got a link. You got a good one? It's a registry. Yeah, it's uh, the same one I was talking about. Yeah, it's uh We don't want the registry hack. No, we don't want John Messy with the registry. No, 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 but we can do it. Uh, let me see if we can find a specific. I, I would think you would try to turn that notification off for you. Um, however, we have another caller. You know what? I like to do this. Uh, another caller has an idea. So I'm going to take a professional risk here and bring on <laughs> Jim from Bloomfield and uh, see what we can do. Uh, my light's not lighting up. I'm going to see if this works. Jim, are you there? Yes, I am. So what's the uh, answer for John? John, can you hear Jim? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Look at this. All right, I've got you guys together. What's the answer, Jim? Okay, I ran into this problem about three weeks ago. Yep. And... Um, the uh, the full disk part the full uh, space on disk partition message just keeps coming up in yep. every minute or so it's really annoying. Yep. Uh, if you scan the internet for the, uh, rather than doing uh, um, reg edits or stuff like that, right, right. There's a command in Windows called disk part d i s k p a r t. Yeah. And are you going to try to expand that? Excuse me? Are you going to try to expand the partition? No, no, no. Okay. No, it basically, um, let's see, I can read this. Okay, we're hearing about people suddenly seeing an E drive after updating to the Windows April update. Um, and this basically hides, rehides the partition. Because what, oh. what this article, what this article says, the partition was always on the hard drive. Right. It it just it just showed up with the uh, with the update. update and hasn't been fixed. Interesting. Um, so if okay, um, we can find this now that we understand what your uh, your thought is. We can look for that information for uh, John yeah, and post it. Yep. You type in disk part, and then you do a select volume and F, I guess, in this guy's case. Right. And uh, you're gonna rehide it. Yeah, and then uh, uh, okay, I'll look into that. Yeah, John, we'll we'll actually find the uh, information that Jim's talking about. Um, and thanks you, thank you, Jim, for having gone through this and giving us a quick answer for this. Thank yeah, you, good sir. Good luck with that. It was a really, it's a really annoying problem. Yes, it is. Thanks, Jim. That's Microsoft for you. Yep. Here we go. Making it always making it better with the April update. But I do appreciate hey, the call. All right, so John, we'll put it up there for you. Thank you, Jim. And uh, we'll get back to all your calls. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Uh, this is Computer Talk with Tab. Uh, Antoinette and George, hang on. And we have, we're going to have two lines open for both for, uh, for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.